Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Big players uh, moving. Uh, we have A2A, the big Italian energy company. We have uh, uh, some uh, talent garden news. Uh, we have we have new funds coming up, so let's uh, let's dive in. All right, let's talk about Energy Dome first of all. That's the first news that uh, you, Nico, mentioned. That's uh, it was quite interesting to me. It was uh, pretty unique, actually, uh, an, an interesting way to store energy via CO2. So uh, it was incredible to me. Like actually, the company is using thermodynamic to compress and uh, and uh, and use the energy created by CO2 compression so very interesting tech and uh, they recently raised 11 million from uh, a number of like uh, very solid investors so uh, 360 capital partner Berkeley's Novum Capital and third derivative uh yep no well ciao Jack uh, first of all <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this is this comes from a from a bunch of news all all, all back all you know all together with A two A as a, a trade union among these news because A two A invested announced the investment in three startups and uh, Energy Dome is one of the of the three is the only Italian one mm-hmm. um, and it's also probably the biggest round from from the three among the three. Um, that's of course uh, out of my. Uh, uh, area of expertise but uh, as you said it is quite interesting so the startup is developing this energy storage technology yeah um long term energy storage which is yeah interesting uh, so the, the my understanding is that they it's it's more than a battery is kind of a, a system where basically there is the, some dome like kind of in um, getting co2 from the atmosphere compressing it and via the process of compression and, uh, and sort of expansion, then they might, they can generate actually like a, a thermal energy that moves a motor and, and therefore electricity. It's a novel concept, definitely super, super innovative. I've never, I've never heard of anything like that. So that's, uh, that's cool. And they sort of pack it up as, uh, you know, it's, it's packaged like, uh, like battery bricks. So it's modular and uh, it's an available technology very interesting yeah that's that's it so, see in a sense it's basic thermodynamics yeah uh, but it looks uh, well I, I have no idea how, whether it, it works and how efficient it is but mm-hmm. still it is an interesting idea and indirectly is a way to capture carbon is that yeah i don't i don't know how effective that is but still that's exactly their selling point, I believe, which is exactly like sort of uh, leveraging carbon emissions, CO2 emission to actually uh, helping out generating energy. So that's a, it's a very interesting way of using some, uh, you know, major problematic elements that are populating our atmosphere. And so yeah. it's good, very creative, very interesting. It sounds like it's an easy sell in today's times. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah completely. <laughs> yeah. And good job uh, A2A to actually be in the back, uh, sitting back and uh, entering different good position through 360. Uh, so this is one of their play. Let's also mention the other two that were interesting. Uh, so the other one is uh, Inspired Trading, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a trading, trading, pl- for- a trading yeah. platform, yes. Most of the trading platform, like a 
I think they have a very sort of um, big data slash uh, artificial intelligence uh, angle in here. So they're really trying to do like uh, spot market quotes through different uh, different way of uh, uh, different technologies. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yep. that's really cool. That's really cool. Yep. And the other one is a French company, Beam. Uh, yes. With kits that you can purchase to to mount and install uh, photovoltaic panels. Yes. And honestly, I love this because uh, it is extremely easy. So apparently these guys, what is interesting is that they're selling like a number of panels. You can calculate the voltage you need and you can do the installation without any other equipment. So they give you the, the full modular package and guess how much it is to actually have solar panel to build your fridge and uh, Wi-Fi, 780 euros, and you get everything. Can you imagine that? Mm. Uh, I, I'm, my French is very bad, but from the from the website, I can I, I can read that uh, with a kit you can power 300 watts. Something like that, yes. Mm. Uh, which I don't know uh, with respect to a standard house, but you, you can probably power quite a few appliances. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their their claim is that uh, I, I was reading through the website in one one part they were saying like you can power up your fridge, your Wi-Fi network, and a few like a three or four or four bulbs, and uh, there you go. And uh, to me, it was uh, it's cool because everybody talks about panels. Everybody needs someone to do the installation and give you quote and all this complicated stuff. These guys come in and be like, no, no, you just need to buy the unit you put it wherever we tell you to put it and then the good thing is you plug those guys into your existing um, electric uh, network so in some ways the electricity sort of flow back and they can power your your entire network don't ask me how exactly but uh, seems cool yep yep uh, the only consideration that i would add here is the uh consumerization of everything i mean this is uh, yeah. same as uh, any complex technology where you need an expert to come to your house or your office to have this consulting uh, yeah. by analyzing the uh, exposure to the sun the orientation right. the hours the power the blah blah blah, blah yada 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 totally and then and then a startup come, comes to you and says ah whatever just uh, purchase my kit and put the solar panels on the side of your house that's most exposed to the sun. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I love this kind of disruption. It's really simplifying life. Awesome. And again, A2A being an investor in that definitely helps out uh, like getting in touch with the consumer product. So that's uh, that's also something that uh, yeah, it's not I typical wonder, from A to A, probably. The, the, so I've got additional considerations here. So A to A is an energy company, it's an energy provider. So it's a utility company. So they are providing energy. Solar panels such as these ones, in a sense, act against A to A, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're lowering the the, the power that you start from the grid. Mm -hmm. and you consume your own at your mm -hmm. own place uh, but this is probably a limited view because the grid is a complex thing 
-hmm. and maybe this type of so having having of course a participation in a startup distributing this type of technology means benefiting from a technology that in in a way will become part of the grid in the future mm -hmm. and you want to be in uh, you know in in, in in every in as many parts as possible of the grid as a utility so you That's don't think anymore just about the hydroelectric central yeah. that you own yeah but you think where i have to go everything so i have to invest in everything that's everywhere in the grid yeah that might be an interesting interesting also way to look forward from a trade yeah and actually with the level of disruption happening in the in utilities that's a great way to kind of uh, like spray and pray in a way even if it's not as popular but at least uh, having a foot in the door in a bunch of different solutions maybe literally 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 yeah like this is literally like a panel on the door more than a foot a in the door, the door. <laughs> so it's really a matter of like seeing what sticks because maybe this thing is gonna blow up or maybe it's gonna disappear nobody really we knows don't know. but, uh, very very good strategy for sure well if 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 i may take the lead once in a while uh, related to this news that's the eni one yeah uh, yeah the further investment in the Commonwealth fusion systems. That's yeah. the, the opposite take in terms of uh, the energy. Good point. Uh, awesome. Uh, because C CFS is developing a fusion reactor technology. Uh, so green, clean, clean electricity, but with fusion technology. And that's something that's very futuristic. Uh, yeah. From the article, it says something like they expect to be able to uh, connect the reactor to the grid in 10 years, something like that. Wow. That's, uh, impressive. That's, impressive. that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, Fusion has been uh, this year like uh, sort of revamped also with the guys at Lyft trying to, you know, like kind of rethink nuclear energy with the, the, the Lyft accelerator sort of like building up on, on some new way to take uh, uh, nuclear technology. So that, that might be something a new vertical sort of, uh, you know, the nuclear tech or something like that. Yeah, that's again, that's not my area of, of, of investments, but I believe that in the last couple of years, a lot of private companies have, ra have raised funding focusing on, on nuclear energy mm -hmm. and uh, Nucleus, new, mm -hmm. yeah. that what yeah, was the Italian one, for example. Exactly. And here we have the, an Italian utility investing in a, in a Canadian. I believe. I think so. Yeah. Sure. Yep. A uh, company doing the same. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm curious yeah, about. We'll, the we'll keep an we'll keep an eye on uh, what's everything nuclear. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. All right. Moving on. Um, one keyword that I didn't, I was not aware, and it's the one of synthetic data for data analysis. That was extremely cool interesting because i was not aware of this kind of possibility and if you want to elaborate on that so uh, like how exactly these guys are working uh in terms of how exactly to analyze big data in a very private way so that the sensitive information is cancelled out but preserving the data structure that's the exactly exactly that's the play you, you said it basically uh, as ai is becoming um uh, this the pre present everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the main issues is about how do I uh, train, uh, how do I test uh, 
my AI systems. Mm -hmm. If uh, I collected and I and I have data that was not collected with the, with that purpose, I mean mm -hmm. in, in Europe in particular GDPR mm -hmm. is particularly strict. Uh, so you, you can't just, you know, take a bunch of your customers and say, hey, you know what? Now I'm going to train an AI on your data because mm -hmm. that's bad. Uh, <laughs> of GDPR. Got it. Uh, well, I'm simplifying, but basically. No, no makes sense. Perfect. Uh, and, and in general, if you want to do something with a bunch of data, you need uh, to find a way to uh, anonymize it. Uh, and But if you, you, if you just remove information from a data set you are um, uh, removing data from the data set so it's becoming uh, less interesting uh, think about a bunch of customers if you remove the addresses because they're sensitive information you're removing geolocalization data and exactly. just saying instead of you know my place a, a guy living in Lombardy that's a, a bit generic and not useful uh, so the basic idea behind synthetic data is to take an existing data set and to uh, uh, create a synthetic uh, versions of it, preserving the statistic properties. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is valuable because today on the market, having data, having data sets that are uh, statistically equal or yep. very similar to real data yep. can boost and empower companies that want to unlock the power of artificial intelligence on their uh, in, the, in the models, in the businesses. Very cool. So is it, does it work by substituting like private data with some dummy form of data or it's more of a way to sort of re-elaborate the data set so you can actually preserve the pattern and train ML through that pattern? It's the second, right? The, the second one. Okay. This, cool. is, this, is a this is a generator. So you are not All removing right. information from a data set. You're generating new data sets from uh, some kind of AI system that's learned about the, yeah. the properties yeah. of the original data set. Interesting. So a lot of matrix, uh, multi-matrix operation. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, exactly. <laughs> mathematics, mathematics. Your li linear algebra to the best. Mm. All right, so yeah. big investment here, by the way, like 2.8 million from Vertis SGR. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, super interesting. Probably you see the, the the application of these, as you were saying, in insurance sector and healthcare, as they were mentioning, like some of the biggest, yeah. uh, the two big, biggest vertical. And, uh, and yeah, and it's being done through the Vertis Venture 3 uh, Tech Transfer Fund. So one of these kind of funds that uh, Italy is uh, kind of famous for. So helping out the transfer of technology from, you know, the books, so to speak, to the actual uh, business modeling and the real application in the real life. Exactly. Yep. All right. Let's move on to um, like scooter. All right. So we're talking about last mile transportation. Uh, this is a play where these guys are building essentially uh, a three wheeled um, machine, which is very easy and simple. And apparently it is extremely optimized for sharing and for cloud uh, applications. So that's uh, that's really what they're trying to do. Uh, yep, uh, this is a 3 million round uh, with a mixture of equity, grant, uh, debt. Yep. Uh, of course, you know, building a, a hardware uh, startup with this type of hardware is expensive and more difficult to, to finance yep. in a way. 
starting from scratch in particular, uh, I believe Scooter has been around for quite a few years, probably yeah. 2015, 2016. So oh, wow. uh, it is taking time to, to put the vehicle on the market. Uh, but these three millions, I believe they're going to, 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 to put some some fewer <laughs> in yeah. the startup and see whether they'll be able to deliver on the uh, on the new vehicle. Yeah, as you as you were mentioning, so we have uh, incentive from Smart and Stars, Smart and Stars uh, from Invitalian, Intesa San Paolo, and then uh, Fondo di Relancio Startup, which is by CDP. So yeah, as you say, a lot of like uh, incentives from uh, the, uh, the institutional one of the biggest institutional in Italy right now to sort of rethink the the way of transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I said before, hardware is difficult. Hardware is long, long time. And expensive, in particular, when you need to start from scratch. So. And also because you need to change basically habits of people, basically like uh, leave your buy bi- your bicycle at home and uh, use this thing and uh, let's show if they're very effective in going around Rome or Milan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Awesome, interesting. Right now, let's touch these guys, the twin one, which uh, you know I know you guys have been participating to the latest round as uh, Paramo Ventures. Yeah, um, I met the team through you guys, and they're like uh, super exciting people developing uh, digital twins for products. So being it like uh, you know, basically they're trying to replicate uh, with as ma- as many details as possible physical products for purposes like videos, pictures, websites, uh, 3D shooting, etc. And they've been doing a great job, honestly. I'm, I'm very impressed. Well, they've got uh, a very powerful technology platform. So basically here the idea uh, is to being able to speed things up a lot mm-hmm. when uh, you want to, as you said, uh, shoot, create a 3D environment, even uh, either static or a video or a movie. Uh, of uh, consumer products in particular, but w- whatever is good. Uh, and their engine is extremely powerful in displaying uh, complex textiles, complex surfaces, uh, and very photorealistic. Yeah. Uh, the, the basic play is about speed. So yeah. if you are a marketing department and you want to uh, have very uh, fast to market uh, material for your merchandise, your communication and marketing, well, two-in-one can offer uh, an interesting platform to speed things up and save oh, the, the process. That's so, and this is what you tell investors, but in your heart, I know you're thinking metaverse right here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, of course, this, this, exactly. this, this, is, this, is meta, this was metaverse before meta became yeah. reality, a reality not for sure but of course of course of course that's true uh metaverse and nft included but uh one, one step at a time sure 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 that's awesome and as co-investor you have uh, jellyfy also been active in the past year so 2021 like extremely active in a lot in a lot of deals with azimuth mm-hmm. as well and uh, Rafti, surprisingly, it's uh, they've been like a sort of corporate partners in this deal. Very, very interesting. So uh, can you tell us more maybe about these guys just to see what, what's their angle right here? 
Well, uh, I'm, 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 I don't follow the deal uh, firsthand, but uh, Rati is uh, operating in the industry of textiles and office textiles. Uh, uh, so, it, one of the powerful angles of the technology by Green One is exactly the, the ability to display the details of the complex textile. Uh, in an extremely advanced way. Uh, the CEO of Rati got in touch with the team, uh, fell in love with the technology and decided that he wanted to be part of it. So there nice. is. Uh, makes sense. It makes sense also for them. I mean, showcasing like product that's uh, in, a, in a photographic uh, detail fashion, that's definitely something interesting for them, for sure. All right, moving on. Uh, Talent Garden, big name in the Italian ecosystem, been active for years, sort of uh, a little bit like copycatting what is happening with WeWork and uh, and uh, General Assembly in the US. They've been launching co-working space for, for years now, and they kind of are pivoting their business to a more education-driven company. So offering like master classes, uh, about digital, about like digital marketing, branding, uh, anything digital essentially. And they recently, I mean, basically thinking in those kind of terms, they acquired uh, Hyper Island, which is an online platform for courses relating exactly to these kind of the new digital challenges. So marketing, uh, new kind of leadership design thinking, and uh, kind of the future skills, if you will. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I didn't know uh, Hyper Island, uh, yeah. I have to tell you. No, me uh, but uh, I, th- I think they're quite a, a very strong player in the online education vertical. Uh, they, uh, from the website, they churned out a lot of alumni from their courses. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other end, Talent Garden uh, has been pivoting to online education for a while now. So to education, in a sense, yeah. and online more recently, for a while, before COVID, I agree. Uh, to tell the truth. Uh, even though Talent Garden was originally born as a co-working, network of co-working spaces for uh, the digital savvy uh, mm-hmm. uh, population, let's say so. Uh, as you said, copycatting, uh, we were in a sense, in a, in a way. Uh, but the, but then the company grew quite a bit uh, out of the co- just the working type of service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this acquisition, which is not a hundred percent acquisition, I believe I read somewhere else it was a fifty-four percent. Yes. Yeah, that, that, there it is. Uh, this is, let's say, a signal that this pivot is uh, pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Quite heavily, uh, and it is probably a big part, a big chunk of the future of Talent Garden. I agree, hundred percent. And then there is a new CEO. Oh yeah, I probably know the lady, the lady in the middle, I believe. Huh? Oh, interesting. The lady in the middle of the picture. Yes, yeah, she's yeah, the new yeah, CEO yeah. of Talent Garden. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Awesome, but I agree. It's uh, it's. The, the new way of thinking about uh, educational spaces. So it's a cross between co-working, college, uh, digital classes. Uh, I mean, it's it's a new, it's a whole new way of thinking about education, for sure. Yeah, another type of metaverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's another metaverse. 
Let's talk about Kairos. Uh, very interesting player here. They raised uh, actually the first venture fund working on ESG. It's called Kairos Ventures ESG One, and they're aiming at uh, uh, Italian companies uh, in four specific verticals. And I thought it was uh, very interesting because they're touching a lot of what is going on in, uh, in Italy in general. So B2B digital transformation, big data, blockchain, IoT and AI, of course, uh, life science with medtech, uh, space economy as well, imagine, like a very, a very wide spectrum of, uh, of uh, sort of investment verticals. And then, of course, green energy. You have to know it's ESG. You need to put, uh, put your, uh, <laughs> your money on something like that. And um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. It's, two, it's basically like two managers, right? Yeah, two managers. And the two managers are the former partners of Red Seed Capital, which was a small investment vehicle. Interesting. Um, I believe both of them, I'm pretty sure. Elisa, for sure. And probably also Roberto. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I found it interesting having this um, a wide uh, deep tech targets. You, you need a lot of uh, understanding of such so different verticals. But yeah. I'm, I'm curious and looking forward to, to see more about the autonomous more about the investment team and who the advisors will be yeah. to help them find, find interesting interesting investments in, in all these areas. No, exactly, but, because uh, it's four different verticals. They would require each their own uh, 100 million venture fund on its own with their own team of digital experts and executives. So just being a small team like that, it would be cool to see like how exactly they organize it. Yeah. But on the, on the other hand, it's, uh, uh, I, I read early and late stage funds, so, yeah. funds. Exactly. Uh, so this is something that Italy needs, uh, yeah. we need a bit more later stage funds. So yeah. 100 million is not a huge number, but yeah. still more capital available in the market. Cool. I believe it's, it was just announced, not raised. Yeah. We are fundraising right now. Correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah. And it's cool because uh, Kairos, I believe, is a, traditionally is a, is a wealth manager, asset mm -hmm. manager, like more traditional, if you will. So having uh, having something, so actually having something on the side of uh, uh, venture capital that can be something uh, which is uh, really a, a good signal for uh, family businesses, uh, sorry, family offices to actually look into the the alternative space. Mm -hmm. All right, and then let's uh, go to the end, to the last two news that I wanted to cover. One is the Berkeley Accelerator, Skydeck, uh, is landing in Milan. And uh, I think they have they just closed uh, also partnership with the Carreflow factory, and they will be essentially being active probably since uh, next year, I believe. Yeah, so it's the news. So the news says, um... Well, it's a good it's good news i mean um the interesting part is that uh milan is the first european city to host skydeck mm -hmm. uh, so it's interesting that they're choosing uh is you know let's say an ecosystem at their periphery yeah uh so skipping france or germany uh it's a bold move uh, and i mean i'm really happy they made it uh because this opens uh, a, a new light on Italy. Yeah. So if they if 
in the, in the start and the, the first batch is the first the, the, the initial steps of the program uh, turn out to be successful I expect it to be a very uh, cut a, a very good catalyst uh, yeah. for uh, international investment international talent also that's something we need looking forward to it no, awesome, awesome. And Berkeley is a great ecosystem uh, right across San Francisco. A lot of companies went through Berkeley in some way or another. Alumni network are huge and very powerful. So uh, we'll see something very cool for sure. Interesting. Okay, last news, Nico. This is one of the best news of the, of the year, probably, I would say. So the total investments in um, venture capital, in the venture capital ecosystem, I would say. So actually investment in startups, more than that. I mean, yeah, more than doubled since last year. And we have a kind of a fair split between international, informal and formal investors. Uh, very impressive. It's probably the most impressive jump since uh, I would say 2017 and 18, where a big jump happened. But now it's nothing compared to what has been happening in 2021. What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, I was um, long this year in terms of uh, investments raised by Italian startups. I was not that long. Uh, everybody, the consensus was that we this year we would get to a billion, uh, more or less, of capital raised by Italian startups, and uh, getting inside of 1.4 billion is something quite unexpected. Um, actually, we'll see the, the actual data because there's some forecasting here. I believe the data is related to, you know, some kind, so sometime around uh, early November and of October. So the last two months uh, are just a forecast. Uh, we'll see in January and February the uh, the other researches that usually are published with the actual data for the year, what they say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, this is a great way to end the year. Oh no, uh, for sure. So let me and, let me actually push a dark note here because that's not to be too positive. How this is dragged by the major the major injection from the government because the government has been pushing a ton of money through indirectly into the funds, into the funds of funds, into a bunch of different structure. Our friends, CDP has like nine, more than nine different funds, etc., etc., etc. So awesome news. But uh, my question would be, how would, I mean, it, I don't know if it's, it's, it's um, sort of uh, um, a biased result just because the government is getting so much money, helping to actually jumpstart the ecosystem in a, in a way that never happened. So my question is like, how would it have been like uh, moving if there was not such a big incentive from the government? But uh, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, well, uh, the, you, of course, but uh, your, your comment is spot on. You're ex extremely spectacularly right. Uh, over there, there are uh, a lot of capital investments completed by uh, in rounds that involve uh, funds managed by CDP. And even if some of those funds are fully-fledged VC investors aimed at generating investing in the best startups and raising uh, and returning money to CDP and blah, 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 some have different missions. Mm -hmm. The Rilancio is a fund to sustain uh, startups that have difficulties. 
uh, fondo acceleratori at a location for uh, uh, accelerated startups with difficulties or you know the possibility to access to funding where there was none um, so probably there is some uh, some a, a part of those numbers would not be there without this allocation mm-hmm. i don't know the impact of that type of allocation yeah. and one of the rules of investment for those funds was also to co-invest so there is a, a cdp as a direct effect and then there's the co-investors who were involved to invest with cdp in those type of uh, supporting to, to yeah. helping helping rounds in the sense yeah. for, the, for the startups but uh, if you if you ask me how much of, of it is, is is in those numbers, I have no idea. So Tough to say, I know, I know. Hard to say, hard to say. But still, I mean, great because uh, Italy is in the path to really create like a very sophisticated sort of, uh, I would, I don't know how to call it, like sovereign fund. Like maybe it's not mm-hmm. the right word, but uh, it, the aspiration looks like that, and like uh, you know other funds like sovereign funds like Singapore investing in tech for being been doing that forever so that's one way sort of to replicate that and it's a successful strategy it's been a proven successful strategy so beside all my negativity awesome <laughs> but that's not that's not negativity it's about analysis I mean yeah, yeah no, in, in a sense in a sense I expect a lot of people to start thinking or considering the effect of the state decision the, yeah. the government decisions in these numbers but on the other hand that was exactly what everybody was asking please italian government allocate more resources to venture capital and italian startups in order to you know yeah. expand the ecosystem that's yeah. what that that is what they're doing and you can see here that probably yeah. they're doing it well very least, well no for sure at least no. uh, resources are, are, are being deployed yeah and uh, you know if this is what it takes to jumpstart awesome and a uh, significant one is definitely having the international investor sort of exactly working because people are getting into deals that's very awesome too so good strategy for sure all right nico uh thank you so much for this session it was super interesting and uh catch up with you next week with another episode of the week in italian startup Yep, my pleasure. Thank you, Jack. Uh, Let's talk soon and have a great week. Awesome. Thank you, Nico. Bye-bye.